welcome to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I am your host, as always, Jeremy, and I'm here to try to make the world seem a little more normal. Do I ever succeed in this role? Hell no, but we're here to try at least. As always, I bring a guest to help me try, and my guest tonight is Marv Martura, and he is a, a man of many things, but we'll get into that in a minute. First things first, how are you doing tonight, Marv? Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Jeremy. So let me ask you this. What got you into the paranormal? It was my grandfather. Um, he was what's known in English as a water witch, although he was a Ukrainian fellow from the old country. And um, he would find water for everybody uh, in the community that he lived in, in Alberta. And he showed me how to do it. Um, and it was magic then and still magic today, as far as I'm concerned, how that goes. And from there, um, other aspects of metaphysical, uh, you know, uh, par paranormal, if you will, or, you know, uh, those, those two terms are somewhat uh, very similar, not quite synonyms, um, all yeah. intrigued me greatly. And um, <clears throat> so I, I got into it at a very young age. And I'm still into it. Uh, I went professional a few years ago when I wrote my book. And during during COVID, as a musician, I couldn't play anywhere. You know, it was yeah. all blocked off, except for what's known as a farmer's market. I'm sure you have them there in Boston, too. Or best. The, and so um, when I was at this farmer's markets and I had... You know, they'd let me play for two two hours at a time, and I'm already there. And I thought, geez, you know, maybe I can do some card reading because I've always been able to do that. And, and so I asked them if that was okay, and they said okay, but you need to have a tent and everything else, and pay the fees and the table. So I kind of sat on that for a while, but then I, come fall when they moved indoors, I, I started doing it, and and then I started uh, doing more research on the on the tarot, and um, the book came out of that. And now uh, I'm into my third year as being a professional psychic, practicing professional uh, card reader, if you will, and other psychic services. I can still find water if anybody needs to drill a well, too. So, <laughs> interesting. Mm -hmm. I never had I never had someone with that ability on, and that that's just. I mean, I I assume hundred years ago, the person who could do that was the most popular person for anybody. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They, my grandfather was really good. He could, he could find water. He could tell you if it was good water, salty water, brackish water, how deep it was. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I never, On my uncle's I, I farm, for example, he, he found a uh, water. He said, this, this is an artesian well, very good water. And sure enough, they poked the hole down there and the water came gushing out like a artesian well, just like he predicted within inches of where he said it would be. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm trying to think i'm like to be able to do that you have to have a connection of some kind to like the water plane almost like uh, yeah you are you, you're like the way he described it to me like he, he just it's listening to the vibrations of of the water that's underneath uh you and it speaks to you in that metaphysical way uh and essentially like even card reading is a metaphysical vibration beyond the physical yeah. if you will um, so 
where you know it, it's a it's a, a definite part of the universe that some of us are attuned into. Uh, I think we're all sort of attuned into those vibrations, but uh, some of us more so than others. Musicians tend to be more psychic than your regular population, and studies have proven that. Um, just because, especially songwriters, because it's vibration you're dealing with. You're dealing with um, sound, after all, sound waves and the vibration of the strings and the vibration of word and music together, if you will. Makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because they say that the world around us is just different dimensions and we just have to be able to like kind of tap into those dimensions to get the feelings that you're ascribing. So yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. But so let's, let's talk about the book you wrote because so what is the book official book title? Cause I don't want to mess it up. If I okay, do so, it. so the book is called the five card pentagram tarot uh, because it deals with uh, what's called the five card layout. And the five-card layout draws one card from each part of the deck. So it gives you a comprehensive view of your life. The deck is divided into five parts, or the pentagram shape, the human shape, if you will, the human shape of the metaphysical world. The, the, so there's a spirit card, there's a health card, there's a money card, there's a emotion card and a mind card from the different parts of the deck. And um, when you lay that out, it, it uh, the reader can, like myself, will be able to read a comprehensive view of you as a querent and tell you a lot about what those vibrations are for you at this particular moment and leading into the near future. So I found a lot of tarot books when I was doing my research tended to be very vague and obscure and maybe not too useful. And there's other ones that are very simple and again, not too useful. So I wanted to, I saw a need for a book that was, was um, simple, but enough to have some meat on the bones. So I had to narrow down my focus to that particular spread. And uh, so it, 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 although you can use it for other things, that, that, that spread is what the book is about. And, I, and it's a very useful uh, layout as well, I believe. Um, so people can, you know, pull their cards, do the metaphysical things that I, I talk about before you draw the, draw the cards, lay them out, and then take the book and you'll read an essay about every card that you drew. It's not as good as having a real reading uh, with a psychic because a psychic will see visions and mystical vibrations between the cards, which my book cannot enter. But it does give a, a starting point. And I think it it shows what the tarot does. The tarot is never there to hurt you. It's, it's there to enlighten the human condition that we all have. The more research I do on the tarot, I realize that it, it is a, a book of ancient mystery hidden in plain sight, if you will, from those people who burn books. So it's survived the centuries, the millenniums, perhaps even beyond the Egyptians, it's possible, uh, from the Hermetic philosophy. And it's lately I've been studying the Jewish Kabbalah, and I see that the Kabbalah and the tarot are very much connected to each other in a lot of ways. 22 letters, 22 cards in the trumps are, are the major account of the deck. A lot of, most of the number of things are exact. The scientific or the um, astrological parts are all the same. Um, but instead of having this book burnt, it was transmitted to the gypsies primarily in our own time. And it was, it's to this day, it's, it's, it's a coded book of 72 pages that tells what it means to be human in a very comprehensive way and not in the traditional way of what we think of being human, you know. It's more yeah, the hermetic I mean, way, the old way, the, the belief of the 
the the spirit being um you know we're not we're not humans having a spiritual experience it's, we're spirits having a human experience if you will exactly exactly <laughs> i like that yeah i like that a lot i mean and it's there to teach you of, help you through yeah yeah i mean it kind of it kind of flows in my beliefs as well as well and i i dig it i mean my co-host on my music show has actually been on this show before and he's a novice tarot card reader he's been doing he's from yeah. circus folk so he's been doing it for years but yeah. so he's and I've, I've had a few others on here as well and uh, tarot always fascinates me because it's something it's one of those abilities i don't have but i always yeah. wanted to have because like <laughs> uh the feel those vibrations basically but yeah uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's good to have, I, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody again, to get fully involved in it because it, you're, you're walking in dangerous paths when you, when you're engaging in like a, at a certain level past just, you know, wading your toes in the water. Uh, and you have to be ready for that because it's the, the other side is not all good. Put it that way. Uh, uh and, All right, well, and the force now you intrigue me now you intrigue <laughs> the forces me. on the other side are, are you're 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 touching them you're 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 very much exposing yourself to them and you have to be pretty strong to avoid the uh the temptations i guess that are there um in that mystical realm or the alster realm you know because hmm. your destruction is I mean, even just living a human life is is dangerous enough. You know, there's no doubt about that because, like, our 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 every action has meaning and purpose, and uh, we we like to not think about that, but but it is. Uh, but whereas a psychic is more closely aligned to that deeper meaning and purpose that's behind the scenes, if you will, operating in the astral plane, as we exist, you know, exist on this particular plane. It makes sense. But, I mean, <laughs> still, it's like it's it's you know I, I I'm an advocate of it, of course, but knowing what I know now about it, and having been a professional for a number of years and going deeply into that, uh, you know, if, if some if some a lot of people come to me and say that same thing, and I just I just have that little warning there, you know, just just uh, having knowing what I know now about the potential oh. forces that are there yeah i mean it's the same as yeah it's along the same lines as being like a psychic medium that cups clear out people's houses and whatnot because eventually yes. you you could hit a very bad something very bad in one of those houses and it could easily yeah. corrupt you yeah that's right uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the kabbalah or not but that that's always the the kabbalistic philosophy as well everything has a good and a bad counterpart and they have to be there we can't have a only good universe universe like the left and right whatever you want to call it in a lot of psychic uh lives they call it the left-hand path or the right but that you know that's not necessarily the a good word to use because left-handed people aren't evil whatever but although they used to think that right yeah but there's the, the evil destructive path versus the helpful path you know uh, of the psychic yeah, everything needs everything needs to have yin and yang. There's always you know, yin and you know, yang. Like, uh, just in a in a in a way that people can understand. You know, like when you say, "Hey, Jeremy, have a great day," that has vibrational power. That has 
you know, power to go on. We, we kind of take it for granted, but it does, it does something. It does something metaphysical to you. Just as, and so if that's true, the reverse is true. If I curse somebody, that, that sends a bad vibration that, that way too, you know, and, and that's dangerous. Not only for yeah. yourself, but for the other person that you're cursing. A lot of the, you know, the First Nations people of North America, they understood that principle a lot better than we do because um, we're, we're kind of immune to that. But so they were very careful about how they cursed and uh, people and how they, you know, even just gave them the quote unquote, the evil eye. Even like my ancestors uh, in that my family that's more psychic, they were much, they were very uh, attuned to that sort of thing. That, that that vibration that somebody could give you would be potentially deadly. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's... And in some yeah. ways, that's the most cowardly kind of curse you can do to somebody. If they don't know that you're cursing them, you're sending them this this negative psychological energy. It's uh, very it's it's the most cowardly kind of thing you can do to somebody. But if you get good at this kind of thing, you it's 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 as real as anything else, I believe. You know, just so. And there's certainly plenty of that out there. <laughs> oh, there is. I mean, I. I had it's funny because I had um it's funny we're talking about this because I had someone on last night who and she's a investigator slash podcaster in the paranormal mm -hmm. field and she actually had an attachment at at one point like a year or two ago she had an attachment stuck to her for a while and oh, yeah. she was actually at a she was at a convention and a Native American shaman came up to her and said like something's attached to you can I please help you get rid of it <laughs> and she, she was like yeah please please do. <laughs> she's like i have no i had no idea what's attached to me i she's like i didn't feel like myself for a while but i didn't realize there's something there yeah 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 necromancy is the most dangerous of, of all of the arts for sure I, i've limited experience in that but it seems to be something that's coming more and more into my view which necromancy is like calling up dead people basically yeah i mean yeah i well I listen to enough heavy metal that I know where Necromancer is. But... <laughs> yeah, you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's there. Well, heavy metal's got, uh, yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, is that, I mean, is it really possible to call up like zombies, for lack of a better word? Yeah. You know, um, it it's yes it is it, it, it is but it's i, I think is i've never seen it myself although i've heard of it being done um i don't know if you follow san guru guru that that psychic from uh, or is a he's a guru a yoga guru from india very famous right now and he talks about in those traditions that you know when when a body dies it's not dead right away it, it takes a long time for the body to to die it doesn't want to die. And like yeah. in Ukrainian tradition, there's very, very strong traditions. And in, in most cultures, they have a very specific thing that has to happen when the person dies. You you can't wear their clothing. You, you can't uh, for a certain period of days. You should not disturb their their room, their bed for at least 40 days. You, you need to give them time to exit the, onto the astral plane without holding them back when people um like keep a room that a child died and the room is exactly as it was when they died 16 years ago or whatever it might be that that's bad too there, there there's a there in, in most folk traditions or uh, there's so anyway he 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 goes on to talk about uh, some some people who are able to uh like 
a recently killed bird can be brought back to life. Um, if you if you read the Gospels of Jesus, he does that oh, several times yeah. as well. And whether we buy that or not, it's in there. It's definitely it's something that uh, has been in traditional. And and what that, from my understanding of what that is, is wake up. You're only sleeping. There's a way to do it. There there I don't know how how exactly, but there's traditions too in India when they put the body on the fire fire too soon that the body actually wakes up. And and will we'll walk for a period of time until it's till it's done. That's what you, uh, it, Sad Guru talks about. Mm. Yeah, I mean, right. it, it makes sense. It really does because I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm one of those people who fully believes that like we're just basically reincarnated spirits. Everybody, like when you got when you pass on, your spirit goes up to basically a waiting room, waiting to come back down again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there may be another dimension beyond that where they go if they achieve some goal or something they had to achieve, but who knows? I I can't speak to that. Yeah, that's essentially I, in a lot of traditions. That's the the way you when when your body your body is just your body. You are a spiritual being, and as physics tell us, you can't create or destroy energy. So, which suggests that the energy that makes up you is is eternal. It's been around for a long time. It has manifested itself in very many ways. A rock has energy inside of it too. It's it's it, everything has uh, um, mystical vibrations that are there. That's why we, people like to wear certain gemstones. There's it's it's not an accident why they do that. And certain metals have uh, good vibrations, bad vibrations, in that regard to everything everything that we see. You know, Nicholas Tesla, he says, like, the universe, if you want to understand the universe, it's frequency, vibration, and basically amplitude or energy, right? Which is music, because music is um, yeah. tone, um, amplitude, dynamics, and vibration. It's, it's, it's or, uh, what I mean by tone, I, I meant, like, uh, frequency, like the notes. Yeah. And... You know, there's there's certain tr beliefs that they think that the universe was sung into existence. You know mm. that that that's a a certain belief in certain pe people. But anyway, the, the their the understanding, like what I understand of it too, is that your your body dies. It takes that little bit. It takes some time for your spirit to rise into the astral plane, where it's either going to be born again, or it's going to exit. There there is. Uh, after a certain period of time in life or a certain number of lives and you've reached what's called the transcendental transcendental state of of soul uh you're your last time on this planet you're not coming back here it's uh and um i've met very few people who who fall into that category but there are some that do and um like myself i've always i've kind of always known that since a child that this was my last time here I, like I was aware of mortality way earlier than most people become of that. Uh, just, to, but again, nothing is certain. Everything is a mystery. We can't figure it all out. But uh, it, 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 there is true, and, and there and there are some cases like where um, people who do not deserve to be recycled or born again. It's a their energy gets absorbed into the astral plane and it's not a happy time. It, it's, it's a slow process where you're, you get basically reabsorbed uh, bit by bit 
and mm. um, it it does happen. Uh, you know, well, it, unfortunately, it does because it's. But but that's there are certain energies that just don't they they need to be destroyed, and it happens. It's makes sense though. Well, I mean, I would I would hope I would hope Hitler's spirit is in another body right now. No, <laughs> it would it would be a, it would be bit by bit destroyed. Yeah, in a very mean, pain, very very off a uh, terrible kind of way. Uh, what we'd think of as kind of like a hell. I mean, even the the idea of purgatory was it was a sense of going into the astral plane uh, after death and and having different experiences in the astral plane. They they had nailed it down to the seven sins, right? Seven levels of purgatory, and yeah. uh, you'd have to spend a certain number of that in those years before you could your soul could be reborn or go go on to a transcendental um, heaven, if you will. But that we don't know. Um, Again, not too many people can have journeyed that way and returned. <laughs> there are those that have, though. I mean, I've had a few NDE experiencers on yeah, this show, yeah. and but they all tell different stories, which yes. makes me think <laughs> makes, makes me think makes me think that like you see what you think you're going to see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it's you see what you were supposed to see. It's very much like, you know, our, you, you, we don't see the world the way the world is. We see the world the way we are. Um, you know, um, if, if you're in love and it's raining, it's beautiful. If you're bad and, you know, feeling bad, it's raining, it's ugly. To, to the same thing, but we, we, we respond to the world the way we are. And the ast I think in, in the other world, uh, it's similar in that same way that we're basically what you just said. You see what you what what's inside you the way you are um yeah which yeah. i mean I, and again i you know there's the, the the people if you buy this kind of stuff it's like again every every act as if everything matters because it does everything matters yeah everything nothing yeah. nothing's uh it's not just a random throw of the dice and all of a sudden we've got the earth sun and the moon mixed up like that like you think well what are the odds that when the moon goes in front of the sun and the earth, it the disk of the moon covers the disk of the sun exactly. It's not even out by a zero 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 one. It's exact. Now, how could swirling clouds of randomness throw that into the universe and it just works out exactly like that? Like it's the, you got to think of the odds of that happening are pretty pretty small unless it's intentional. I mean, I mean which yeah, you know, which either the moon was which either the moon was created for that purpose or mm -hmm. designed for that purpose if you want to look at it through intelligent design, intelligent design whether, theory, yeah. Whether whether it be a god or it be a extraterrestrial or yeah. race, like who knows? But yeah. Well and, and I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the hollow moon. I'm a big fan of the hollow moon. Theory, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, there is theory of that, you know, that there was not always a moon. Certain yeah. cultural traditions say the time before the moon. That is for sure. Yeah. Interesting. I I, I actually didn't hear that before, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whether that's again very yeah, and again like in in um, tarot philosophy or hermetic philosophy, kabbalistic. 
uh, it's the there there is no what we know as the material world is just a reflection of the psychic world and and that's how I approach the tarot too and and life itself it's um, it's it's it there's uh, it's all like um, uh, a movie, if you will. Have you ever read the like Plato nailed it down too? He says it's like watching a movie on the wall. It's it's not everything that we see, everything that we do, everything that we are, is is primarily psychic energy from the one. And if that's the case, like as uh, again in the Gospels, Jesus says, if your faith is strong enough, you tell that mountain to move from here to there, you will do it. And um, if that's that's the logical extension of that belief that everything is energy, everything is a vibration, everything is it's not it's not solid. Nothing is solid in the universe. Everything is existing on a on a plane. Even Stephen Hawking's at the end of his life was getting close to that. He was trying to figure that out physics with the string theories. How there how is it possible that we could have like you know three hundred universes? at the same time and in the same place, you know, or possibly even more. And that's how he yeah. figured it out too, that he thought that there is no, there is no uh, physical reality that we can, other than the universe. And, and the universe is a mm-hmm. reflection of some other creation or some energy that has just poof into, into existence. There was no big bang. And that's been proven now by uh, by the new space the, the the telescope. Everybody's trying to cover that up, but they've they've they can't find an end to the universe, like they thought there would be. Well, I mean, doesn't doesn't the universe keep expanding continuously? Isn't that that's what they believe? But it's it's not that it keeps expanding. It's just that it's 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 infinite. It's it's uh, there's no end. There's no edge. Hmm. At least we can't find it anymore. That was a theory, the Big Bang theory was that it was the singularity and it just banged into existence and slowly over time becomes what we know as ourselves and the universe itself, right? But the new telescope is proving that that is um, not, not, that theory doesn't really hold up with this new telescope. Well, I mean, as we so, develop more technology, we will eventually prove everything we believe wrong. That's <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really, really, we live in interesting times. We really do. We're, we're, we're closing in on, on some really heightened awarenesses of, of our existence and our origins. Um, well, let me ask you this, because I've heard this from a lot of people, and I'll, I always like to bring it up to people who are in, in the spiritual realm. What do you, because everybody says that spiritual awakening happened in the last 10 years. Some people say it was like, five six years ago now some people say it was 2012 what do you think yeah we we're we're in it uh we're right now on the cusp of the dawning of age of aquarius we're on a new a new version of uh of our humanity yeah i think the date i'm willing to go along with 2012 um the aztec calendar or perhaps a calendar previous to that we don't we're not really aware of it as much like because our lives are so short, give us another hundred years and we'll, we'll see it. We're, we're living in, we're living in the transition times, which are very, which are tra- tra- traumatic. That's part of the reason why the 20th century was so 
damn bloody. I don't think the world has ever seen anything quite like that. The number of deaths, the war, the destruction, and we're not through it yet because at the end of the, you're familiar with the procession of the equinoxes and the ages of man that are coming yeah. On, on. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I always use this analogy like in 2000 years ago when the age of, uh, uh, the bull Taurus was ending and the age of Pisces was beginning. Um, that's when again, go back to Jesus was walking the earth. People didn't know that a new force was entering the world at that time who were living at that time. Just like we, we don't, we don't, there, there could be a new prophet out there who's got a new way of looking at life, a new way of, of, of thinking, a new way of, um, you know, approaching the world, if you will. Uh, that'll be um, who who be an embodiment, real or not, of of the new age, and um, mm. we'll see we'll see it come out. Uh, just like say that happened was three hundred years where after his life that there uh, if there was life like that, but where these ideas manifested themselves in government and in life in general, and it's it's ideas that trans you know. To, to shape our world if you will yeah of course. yeah 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 i mean i <laughs> i think we're in a definitely in a stage of enlightenment uh, definitely it's uh, at a transition stage in my opinion and uh I, we have to go through more suffering and pain before it, it, it it's probably going to take a major environmental disaster uh to, that's going to really just a jump start that, that period of time, just like the younger Dryas period 12,000 years ago, which probably wiped out the civilization that perhaps built the pyramids. Um, and there's lots of belief in that, that there could be, and why not? You know, like if the, we've been wiped out before, why can't we be wiped out again? And then, and then a new age beginning in a very cataclysmic way whether it's disease or whether it's fire, or whether it's famine, something um, where our humanity is at a, a turning point. We're living. Yeah. Which <laughs> now that you said that though, I got to ask. Yeah. Who do you think built the pyramids? They were built by the, a civilization that existed <clears throat> prior to the younger Dryas. Um, and it was, probably the Atlanteans as uh, is the best guess for uh, for me yeah which it's funny because that's actually been a hot topic on this show lately because I had I had two yeah. people who writ, wrote books about one about finding Atlantis because he believes he found it where oh, it was yeah. at least and yeah. one about and the other book was about the hidden history of humanity and of course the Atlanteans and Sumerians and all that are put into it so you know yeah and the other the other one I can't think of that's a hidden civilization, but the Murians, that's it. The, the Murians. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be able to travel back in time, like that, <laughs> it'd be pretty uh, interesting. It'd be interesting to go past what we know and see what was before what we know. It would, it'd be great. Well, Graham Hancock calls us a, a species with amnesia, you know, um, are you familiar with Graham, Graham Hancock, of course, ter- the fingerprints of the God and his, his most recent, he again talks about, in his first few books was about the it was uh, astronauts or not uh, aliens who who were who built these things but he's changed his way of thinking now and he thinks it, w- it just was a highly advanced civilization 
that had um, a, a, a technology that we're just getting close to now. They had a way to uh, manipulate vibrations to to build these things that we can't even to do today. And it was in tune with the the vibrations of the universe. They were much more psychic than we were. The shamanism of North America is a remnant of that civilization and their religion. Why they why they built these things the way they did? It's it's not based on Christian or you know Judaic beliefs. It's based on a different philosophy. Interestingly enough, like in in some of those traditions, they say that uh, how did they build them? They say, well, they played a flute and the and the levitated stones that way. And we're now at the point now where we're kind of learning about vibrations and that we, vibrations can in fact levitate stones. There is a way to do it that they've they've come with magnetic thing and with the uh, Edgar Case saying that the 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 Earth would stop. Uh, you know, the magnetic vibration of the metals inside the earth. And that's actually happening right now as we speak. And the magnetic poles have shifted a couple of times and that's a major shift. Like we are very much parts of this world that we live in and see the moon and the stars and all these things. We've been disconnected from it. Um, and um, a, a big uh, shift like that that's happening right now is really playing with a lot of our human human. I think that's why we're so confused right now more than any other time that we know of in history where there's so much discord because what's happening inside the earth with those those vibrations and the, and the magnetic fields, very much like what my grandfather could find with water, he's attuned to that. And I, I, I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time doing that. I guess I could if I wanted. Um, it's, it's, it is uh, affecting our mass psychosis. It has been ever since Hitler, since, since, the, uh, since it started, basically, that we're, we're moving into this new, new realm. And it's throwing us off like our genetics, uh, our politics, our, our, our capitalistic system. All of a sudden, there's a new awareness awakening in us that's attuned to something that's happening to our Earth. If exactly, <laughs> we're not the exactly. We're, we're not. I'm yeah, not. We, we we tend to think that we're just um, we're so we're distant from the planet. We're not. We're, we're, we are the planet. That's been the problem for a long time, though. People have once once people got out of that, they thought that they. They started getting too materialistic. They started getting yeah. too worrying about yeah. what other humans are doing when they need to focus on themselves and inward. And that's yes. when they could connect to the earth. But yeah, which I mean, I'm a victim of it. I mean, not a victim. I'm a, I'm a participant in it too. I mean, I did. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just one of those things where it's hard to, it's hard nowadays because you have, you have video games, you have TV, you have internet, <laughs> yeah. you have all these, all these podcasts. Please listen to my podcast. All these things distract you oh, away yeah. from focusing on yourself. And it's just, yeah, it's not easy to get back to it. That's for sure. I've been trying. Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, you're, you're, you're a brave man for doing that. That's good. Well, cause I've been, I've been told by a lot of memes and psychics that, cause whenever I interview someone who's in the spiritual realm, I get like a fuzzy feeling in the middle of my head and I can't get rid of it until I, until like a list, like an hour after the interview is over, yeah. and I've asked like memes on here about it before, and they all said you need to meditate. There's something in your head that's trying to unlock. You need to unlock it. Yeah, 
And I'm like, I I have a hard time meditating though. Like that's the problem is I have a hard time slowing down enough to sit there and meditate. Like I can't just, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not my nature. Like if I'm sitting there, I'm doing something. Like I'm not just going to be sitting here staring at the wall per se, but but you're you're a seeker though that's why you've created this show you're, you're and that's it's gonna keep those those uh that vibration is gonna keep knocking on your head for sure mm. i can see that yeah it, <laughs> sorry <laughs> no 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 it makes sense it does because i mean i've been having it again this this whole show and it's the first show i've had that happen in a long time now and i'm Mm-hmm. I thought I went away for a while, but I'm like, all right, it's back. But it's just, it's strange. Yeah, it's it's such a strange feeling that I never could have imagined. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how. I don't know. I've been tr- I've been trying to look locally for someone to help me, like, ca- kind of har- harvest it almost, like, and see, like, oh, someone, yeah. like a mentor almost in a way, but. Someone I guess you like meet in person, you know. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm old fashioned like that. Doing oh yeah, you can't beat missing. Yeah, although like you know you can read cards over online and and do this. Like right now, I can I can like uh, distances don't matter at all in metaphysics. They they're they're not uh, what we think of them in our regular plane. Oh, I so I know that all too well. I mean, yeah. I've had <laughs> I've had me I've had I've had mediums literally tell me about the spirit that lives in my garage. And <laughs> yeah. they I, things I never mentioned on the show before they were dead on about, and I was like, "Wow, you live in the other side of the country? How's that possible?" Yeah, like that yeah, blew my that blew true. my mind to no de- no degree. Like that blew my mind. But so mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything is possible in this world. That's kind of what I'm starting to learn. It used to be, from what I understand, it used to be more of a thing for people to develop those kind of long distance telepathic uh, vibrations. Uh, before like before we had telephones and telegraph and certainly now with the with the whole cell phones we don't you don't need a magic person anymore you have a magic device in your hand that is is so tuned into a you know of you know another thing is like i I recently learned this a while ago the 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 earth is exactly one second pulse of the of uh, the digital uh, realm of of through to go through the world it's not out by a little bit it's exactly it takes one second to go from here to around the world like that um in an electrical pulse so is that an that is that coincidence? I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. Yeah. But personally, I don't think so at least. But yeah, I don't know. I just that's that's why I love the paranormal. That's why I love the spiritual world. There's oh yeah, just so yeah. much. There's it's so much about this world that we don't know and that we, we need don't. to figure out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and you got an open mind to it. That's great. That's that's step number one. Yeah. Step number yeah. I do, I do, and I mean, I mean, the only thing I really don't have an open mind to is flat Earth theory because I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just hollow, like hollow Earth theory. Yes, I can believe that. Flat Earth, uh, I don't know. I don't think that could work out really. But no, no it's, uh, there's <laughs> there's too much mathematics to <laughs> that to exactly to, to try to prove that, but. Well, that, that was interesting. Like I, again, I've just, I, I'm always like you. I'm I'm learning every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't expand my knowledge in some way, shape, or form. 
about this planet. And, um, and we're so lucky to be living in a time when all this information is available to us. We, there's, you can't absorb it all, but you can, you can at least advance daily a little bit more on this journey. Yeah, exactly. What's I mean, coming out of like now finally what's coming out of the the moon studies fascinating stuff. I've been following that. They've hidden this knowledge from us, but it's it's now coming out. Like again that 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 bell the, when they exploded something on the moon it rang like a bell for yes. days. Like how how's how that possible? If the moon is solid, it does that's not what solid objects do. They don't ring like bells. So, oh, well, that's that's why I believe in the hollow moon theory. That's one of the reasons right there. That's, is that yes, uh, definite evidence for that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel, and plus, I mean, I believe that. Oh, actually, I don't know what I do believe because I had someone, I had uh, someone on my show last week that is kind of just been disproving everything about astronauts, and he okay, fully, yeah. he, he fully like doesn't think that it's possible for us to go up in the 60s to the moon like he doesn't think it's yeah we didn't have we can't get back there now that's his argument we, if we can't get back there now oh. we don't have the ability to get back there now how could we have gone there 50 years ago okay 60 years ago whatever it was but it's just which yeah, i can kind of see logic in that because i'm like yeah. true i mean my theory has always been we don't go back because of what we saw there and we were told don't come back but that was my theory that was my theory i mean i'm a which is also why I think it's a hollow moon is I think it's a space station basically for an extraterrestrial species that's been there for a long yeah. time watching us. Maybe even Atlanteans, who knows, but they, they yeah, pro probably not, but well, again, no, we, I mean, we, we, the interstellar, uh, interstellar beings, uh, given what we even know today, again, our physics aren't allowing us to, to, you know, assume that there can be interstellar travel in, but perhaps it can, you know, we just, that's just our knowledge today. There was a time where we thought they couldn't fly. So. True. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, for, for those people who've never been in an encounter with a UFO, um, I, that, the, but the people who have been in an encounter certainly have a different view of it. Again, same, same with like uh, people who've encountered near death. They have a, yeah. a heightened awareness to the yeah. yeah i mean it's it's strange because there are so many people out there so many famous cases of ufo abductions and whatnot and then like the fact that people say like oh no they're all lying that that doesn't happen i'm like it can't no yeah it's again like, that's probability doesn't line up there <laughs> it, you're, you're right just the math does not add up and as again the similar similar experiences the crop circles uh the the um the cattle mutilations the um there, I mean, there's there's and now the the united states Arm, uh, air force is saying that there's they've seen things that they can't explain and, and they're uh, shooting them down apparently the last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I'd like to get behind that one for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's I think that was a kind of an overreaction after that that big balloon that went by in China. So yeah, is there something like I, somebody told me there was like ten thousand objects at any given time flying over the United States? Um, and so or Canada, you know, up here. So we, 
it's weird. That was a strange sequence of events for sure. Very odd. Not sure what it all pretends, but uh, that I was. I mean, people. Uh, some people have theorized that they're testing us, that they're seeing what's going to happen because 2024, mm -hmm. they're supposed to be an alien invasion, and the government knows it's coming. Hmm. But they, but they are. They're trying to. They're trying to test us to see how we're going to react. Oh, that's that's why they told us about UFOs during COVID was because of that. But oh. <laughs> I don't know how far I don't know how far I buy into that one. But I mean, they're already here in my mind. Oh, well, they've been here for a long here. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've been here since we were crawling out of the caves, basically, and they may help us crawl out of the caves even a little bit. Who knows? But it's that's right. Possible. Every every culture has that belief of uh, the, the teachers from the sky, the sky people. Or gods, as they called them. But, gods, yeah, that's what they called them. Yeah, gods. I mean, and, Aztecs, uh, Egyptians, Greeks, Chinese, everybody. Like, everybody has a, their, their old yeah. school gods. That's right, that's right. And they all came from the sky, and they all... And the odd person was taken up, and mm -hmm. dropped down and told uh, various, various things about life. Um, the... If you read the Bible a certain way, it, it reads like an alien abduction story. It, it's, it's especially the Old Testament. Like you, you read it from that yeah. perspective and it just, it, it's, uh, you know, the fiery chariot and the, you know, the, the, all of that stuff is for us recognizable as uh, flying aircraft, rockets, the Thunderbird, the sound of thunder and, a, a, you know, the, uh, is, is very recognizable to us but not, not to the the hunter gatherers of, of old they would have definitely thought that was yeah they would have thought that was something out of this world that they can't explain and they yeah. would have worshipped it because they knew that's the only thing they knew how to do that's right they didn't know how to qu question it really but yeah. i don't know it's just it's uh, there's so many wormholes you can go down this parallel oh, yeah. world that <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, great yeah you need a whole case of beer to go through it all or more I've done that, trust me. But by the end of the case of the beer, you're no better off than you were when we start. So, uh, I, we, actually, I do that. I do that. I do, I do that. In my other show every Sunday night with my two co-hosts. But oh, that's, that's uh, completely. I try to make. I try to take this show a little more seriously, at least, but not too serious. You can't take anything in life too serious. Yeah, you can. But there, there, again, there's. Um, uh, I, I went down that wormhole for like why our humanity requires an altered state. It seems even like little kids will spin around to give themselves some some kind of altered mind. It's it's so so much of our humanity is is that. So it's not you know it's almost healthy I think or normal for humans to, to engage in um, psychic help, if you will, or kind of a heightened awareness of their world because we're not we can't just as human beings we are in the unique position to be between like a spiritual realm and a material realm i'm i'm, I'm not picking on beer it could be anything but oh <laughs> beer, I, yeah beer does work you know like her have a marijuana or even tobacco uh, you know like the, the these the, they're part of who we are they 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 I use all three, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. To deny them is wrong. To to be. I mean, I yeah. I mean, you can even cross over to like the hallucinogenics and everything that people use. I mean, I personally have never really done that much of those because I just 
I don't know. I they're not good for you. I know that. Well, but yeah, it, 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 yeah. But why aren't they good for you? Is the question? Is it because you're seeing something you're not supposed to see, or is it really yeah. altering your body? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, ultimately, it alters your body, depending if it's good or bad. I guess um, everything's got a good side and a bad side. You know, like uh, true, it's, very true. Uh, beer whether it's beer coffee exercise or you name it it's and so yeah i, I agree i agree you're you're you know searchers we're searching again you can't give up you just gotta keep going forward it's uh, i think our purpose here on life is to understand and to learn and uh and act on to create a future it's it's not a process of finding ourselves it's a process of creating yourself yeah, Which, and, uh, that's like that. that's the nature like, of learning. Is that uh, like if you come to something uh, that is trying to teach you something, and you don't go away with go away with some kind of change, you haven't learned because learn learning is change. And the like I've written about this too in my other career as a teacher, the transcendental nature of learning. What I would tell my students when they'd enter the classroom, I said like if you leave this classroom the same way you entered it. Nothing has happened. I could be the greatest teacher in the world, but if you don't come out of there slightly different, and there are times when you come out of the classroom completely changed, a transcendental experience happens for you. And you've probably had those experiences. They don't happen too often, but they do happen. When your mind just gets blown, we say that, where there a certain sense of clarity comes to you that you've never had before. And th that that can happen in a classroom as long as the, the, the teacher is, is focused on that type of learning, that transformational nature of learning. And the transformation, just like saying learn, learning how to spell a word, but you, you've learned it. You've, you've, your brain has physically trans, translated something else in, in, or changed, physically changed, which leads to physical change or, or spiritual change, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a few of those college courses where you walk out a different person, like 100%. But yes, it's, it's, and you see the world differently. It's like, whoa, what the hell? Wow, that opened my eyes. Or you watch a show and on YouTube. Right. And it's like, wow. Yeah, and you're right. You got to be ready. It does take certain teachers. It, it takes certain teachers to do that, though. It Not does. A, yeah. a lot of teachers, you walk out of the class at the end of the year, you're like, I didn't learn <laughs> shit. Okay, throw away the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your you majority, your majority teacher. Like again, I've, I've spent, I've had a career in teaching, and uh, uh, unfortunately, it's a profession filled with a lot of people who shouldn't be doing it. They they get into it for the wrong reason because their parents pushed them to do something in university, and they they weren't drawn to teaching for for that transformational nature of being an active ingredient in, in children's lives or adult i've done mostly adult teaching but i've, I've done children's teaching too um and they um they they don't like going to class like they they <laughs> I, I i find that so un, unbelievable because like it's that's where it's happening you know that's that's what you, you why would you go into teaching if you don't like anyway that's another subject for another day but uh it's funny because it that, that's a career I almost went into too. I just I picked the wrong major for it, and I couldn't oh. get through the. I couldn't get through oh. the. I couldn't get. I, I already had two associates. I decided to 
I had one of those oh, teachers yeah. who in a zoology class and she straight up said to me, you should be a teacher after like having to do like a presentation in the class. She's like, you should be a teacher, which <laughs> that changed my, that changed my perception of my life after that class. Right, yeah. And mm -hmm. so then my goal became become a teacher, but I just, I wanted to be a biology teacher and I couldn't handle all the chemistry and biology. I should have just went for history right. or English or something. And I probably would have been mm -hmm. a teacher right now, but <laughs> I just couldn't handle all yeah. the freaking labs, <laughs> but oh yeah. But I mean, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. But it's funny you bring it yeah, up. That, yeah, that's uh, for sure. Bring that about those, you were probably like, again, uh, w w having taught biology recently, um, I see how, again, I've never been a biology teacher. I just got thrown into it uh, for a couple of years here at the local college. Um, and, um, you know, the curriculum is so prescriptive. Like they go into a lab and you're not allowed to do anything experimental. Like what the hell is that? You know, I, so I, I, I was sort of, eventually I got, I got pushed out of my job because I was trying to get these kids into a more constructivist curriculum where they wanted to, why do you need to like dissect a frog to prove for the millionth time that the frog has a heart muscle and a circulatory system that keeps it alive? You know, that's not, and that's kind of the way that's been going for years and years, how they, it's very prescriptive, you know, label the parts of the heart, not to actually think about the heart, you know, like think, you know, anyway, that's a, there's another topic for another day. But, oh, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's strange. It, it is good. I mean, and it, it's so much memorization. It's ridiculous. Like I hate it. I hate biology, and, and yeah, I'd sorry. I didn't like it in, in high school. I, I thought no, I mean, biology is this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, having, having to memorize that? every bacteria name, every species name is just like, forget about it. I can't do that. I can't do that. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I shouldn't, shouldn't have, have to. to. Shouldn't especially have. in this day and age when you can, especially in this day and age when you can Google everything in five seconds. Like exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I think get what it we're going like to see too like now with a Chat GTP. We're going to move away from the um, my 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 career has mostly been teaching English, and I, a lot of English teacher colleagues are very nervous about this chat, you know, and artificial intelligence. But you know, if you think about yeah. it, it's not much different than when calculators entered math. Math had to change to become more uh, creative kind of way of thinking about numbers rather than just like mechanically putting them together. So, the idea of uh, uh, Microsoft Word has been pushing this but it's going to be majorly high you know um just as an aside but like i've uh, my my graduate work was on english curriculum uh, through the years previous to mass media because i'm actually a McLuhan philosopher too and the, the he said that the media of communication altered the way we teach and altered our whole society and primarily he's still right you know but <laughs> so i proved that by going back to what they were teaching prior to radio and what came after radio and stuff like that. And the, the curriculum changed completely. The ballpoint pen changed our way of thinking too and the way we teach. Because prior to that, it was much more of a human way. Like um, just one example, I remember reading an, an article from the NTC, which is the National Teachers Council in the United States of your country there uh, from 19, um, I think it was 1912 or 13, somewhere in there. And this radical guy was saying, you know, I think we should have a written response. We should have at least one written exam for every four oral exams. And that was radical. Like I thought, and, and now it's like completely different. It's all written. They, yeah, they've lost the, it's and now I think we're gonna have to go back to the old way where it was about the human, um, 
your your your, ver- your verbal skills, your human skills to communicate in an oral way. It has to come back because now we have, we've gone we've got this chat GDP, which can basically write me an essay on uh, Shakespeare's play Macbeth and the role of the three witches, and boom, it's there. Versus yeah, which I, I mean, versus having to read the play and actually like think about it for a long time, and that's right, yeah. yeah. yeah come, which I mean, I I, uh, I miss English class, but um, it's. <laughs> It, it was always one of my favorite subjects. I really should have been an English teacher, history teacher. It just uh, blows my mind. I didn't think of it. If I can go back in time, that's one of the first places I'm stopping by is to slap myself around yeah. like 15 years ago. But right. um, yeah, it's it's funny. We were using chat GTP on our um, other podcast this past Sunday. My co-host wasn't feeling well. So he put in some conspiracy theories in there and like asked chat, chat GTP if they think it's possible. And some of the answers we got were kind of creepy really basically a lot we were asking about like if machines are going to over and technology is going to overtake humans one day and it sounded very much like ai trying to convince a human that it's not going to happen but meanwhile its fingers are crossed behind its back like that's what it sounded like (laughs) that's interesting so it's i mean uh the whole i haven't tried i haven't tried playing around with it yet but i mean maybe one day yeah me neither Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I, yeah, it's again. It's it's a new technology. It's definitely going to have an impact. I'm not sure it's how oh, well. it's going to unfold, but yeah. I mean, three D three D printing changed the world too. The same way. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Now anybody yeah. can go and make their own products in, instead of having to. Mm-hmm. It's a sh- so many businesses shut down because people are just making their own stuff now or finding ways to make their own stuff. It's just ridiculous, but it really is. I don't. I don't know. I think we're in the. I think, I think we're, that the world's on its way to changing. It it's just it has to go through all this first to get to that point. Looks like uh, I'm being shut down here. Oh, there I'm back. Uh, yeah, you're, I, I could. I could see. You. Yeah, there you go. Now the, I can see you talking. The powers that be were we were getting too close to the truth. They decided to shut us down. <laughs> well, it is about that time, regardless. So. Tell the people tell the people one more time okay, where to find so, your book or or your services if they want your services. Okay, my book is yeah my my book is available uh, online through all the regular outlets Amazon and you name it. Uh, it's the five card pentagram tarot, uh, very reasonably priced, a book that may change your life, <laughs> and um, I think a book that can help guide you. Uh, I mind to help people forward using the tarot and the tarot is there to, to do exactly that among other things um, you can also look me up at marvmatura.com for my music if you're interested in listening to some western canadian roots music that is my specialty uh, and you can connect with me there i look forward to anybody who wants to reach out and ask a question or um, engage with me in that way Thank you, Jeremy. Sounds good. And I'll, of course, put your website and your book link right in the description of the podcast as well. So anybody, they can just copy Beautiful. and paste or click how, however Appreciate it happens. That. And it's been, it's been fascinating talking to you, Jeremy. Oh, it's been a whirlwind of uh, going down wormholes, basically. But it's been fun. It's been very fun. And these are the kind, these are the kind of conversations I like. I don't like scripted conversations that feel scripted. I like freeform stuff like this. So. You bet. It makes you more. Bet. Inter- it it's more interesting for listeners. 
more interesting for listeners yeah. in my opinion too but i agree well i thank you for coming on marv and all my listeners you know much. where you can find me so go check go check out all my stuff and if you're watching on youtube please like and subscribe and if you're listening on spotify or any podcatcher please like and subscribe as well it helps with everything trust me there you go. and marv i will definitely talk to you again sometime in the future and all my listeners have a good night you can of course find me on facebook as jeremy bryant or on facebook as paranormal new normal slash maniacal music musings podcast with the s facebook group you can find me on twitter and the gram as that juggle bastard and you could find me of course on tiktok as that juggle bastard podcast and on youtube as paranormal new normal be sure to like subscribe and follow us and everything we do if you're interested in seeing more patreon material coming soon